a lot of those no's aren't no's to you. It's just maybe it's just not a good time for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe they, maybe you just weren't explaining the solution properly. Yeah. Maybe they're just, you know, they may not be the right person, right? I, they may not be the decision maker. So, you know, it's just making sure that you get, get as many, as much, like you said, just as, as many uh, opportunities in front of you as possible. Yeah. And you eventually find the right opportunity. Welcome to Making It in Africa podcast. I'm your host, Tat Mondo. Today we have uh, Obet Eugene, founder and CEO of Wintro. Welcome to Making It in Africa, Eugene. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for taking your time to do this with me. I know you're busy. I appreciate it. So you have successfully pitched some of your ideas to investors. How does one successfully convince investors to invest money in their ideas? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing is uh, just being clear with the problem that you're solving. Um, you know, a lot of times when you're talking to investors or customers or even uh, future employees, you have to make sure that they understand what you're trying to solve, um, how big is that problem, and then also how your solution is best fit for that, that customer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, and uh, at some point, you had a company called Social Capital. What happened to that company and what does the word social capital mean to you? And why do you think entrepreneurs need to know about the importance of social capital? Yeah, I mean, social capital is um, really based around the idea of, um, you know, your, your network, right? Okay. So how, how um, valuable are you to this network and uh, what type of value do you offer to your network as well? Mm-hmm. Um, with social capital, we had, uh, we had raised about a quarter million dollars. Um, we were funded through Techstars Accelerator Program. Uh, we had customers from Capital One, uh, HP, and some other uh, other companies as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a, a great experience. We were able to uh, get a lot of traction in Silicon Valley and yeah. be able to connect with a lot of folks uh, and build our network as well. Oh, okay. So did you sell that company? Or? Yeah, so we, 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 we didn't sell the company, but we made a few pivots uh, and essentially launched a new company called uh, Wintro. Wintro, so that's the company that you currently own right now, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. That's awesome. So with social capital, how does one get into a network? Because uh, you might be coming from a background where you don't have these connections or you don't know where to start, if that makes sense to you. How do I put myself in a place where you know, I can meet people with the same interests or that share the same visions and the same goals that I have? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just um, being in the right place at the right time. <laughs> yeah. So I actually moved to Silicon Valley back in 2015. Uh, I just knew that, that that's where I wanted to be. If I wanted to um, you know, build uh, companies in the tech industry, I knew that I had to be in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, it's just the highest concentration of talent, uh, investors, and, and also customers. Uh, and, and that was very, very fruitful, right? So I was able to really build a, a large network from connecting with a lot of folks in Silicon Valley. Uh, and, and you know, it was really valuable. Mm. So you're in the right place at the right time. Right place, right time. So yeah. what, what if I cannot be in the right place though? What if I don't have the options or the resources to move to the right place? Or is there a way that I, you know, I can figure out a way to get into a network that can be beneficial to me? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you know, with the internet, there are ways to connect with folks um, without having to be physically there. Uh-huh. Um, so you know that's that's really the biggest thing to to do is, is just connect with folks really all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, now you know I think there are ways. There's always communities in different areas. Yeah. You know I think it is important to be sort of in those environments, uh, but at the same time again you can find folks through the internet and be able to connect with them as well. That's interesting. When you come up with an idea, how long does it take 
for you to pitch it to investors and what criteria do you use to determine if it's worth it pitching? Yeah, I mean, so the first, really the first thing that I do the process is sort of this concept of lean customer development or lean startup, right? It, the first thing is really talking to customers, um, telling them the things that you're looking to do, asking, really understanding them from a deep level, some of their core problems and challenges, okay. and identifying if your solution that you're working on is something that's really solving a problem for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be a, like a hair on fire problem, something that they, you know, across the board, if you talk to, let's say, 20, 20 different customers and they all say the same thing, yeah. then you know that that's, that's a, a problem that they're all facing. And so from there, you're able to start to say, okay, I can build a solution that can suit all of these different customers. Yeah. Um, and, and if you f- identify that, then, you know, once you start building it, you know, it, it's pretty straightforward. If they've all identified that, that that's a problem, you know, in terms of purchasing your software, purchasing your solution, I think it's, it's straightforward. Um, when it comes to talking to investors, you know, my, my approach to talking to investors is more so um, when the time, when the time is, is necessary. You know, I, I focus on for first trying to focus on the customer. Okay. And then investors come, it just comes in, in, in time, you know. And so if you're, if you're solving a problem with, with customers, you'll have no problem really, you know, finding those investments for, to, to help fuel the fire with, with, with your company. So before finding the investor, you have to find people that are interested in your product or in your service first. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's you have to really be solving a core problem. Uh, have to be creating a solution that that's solving that problem for them. Interesting. Uh, why did you become an entrepreneur? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I started my first company in college. Um, How old were you at the time? I don't know, maybe nine, eighteen, nineteen. Um, you know, so this was like. I don't know, I just, I felt like I was always entrepreneurial. Uh, so this was just a passion of mine. So, you know, I, I, I identified things in college and I just always was the kind of person to just want to solve different solutions. I always had this sort of, you know, idea of doing things. And I was always kind of fascinated about, like I would watch documentaries on, um, you, know, you know, big you know, entrepreneurs and things like that. And I was always fascinated at the fact that you know, um, somebody built a company like Microsoft, right? Yeah. Like, or Apple, right? Or, you know, somebody, um, you know, built railroads, right? Or, you know, things like that. And so that was something that I, I just was always fascinated because I just, I just thought these things existed, you know, it's just, just, I just, just know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but, um, but the fact that, you know, you can have sort of this, this idea and be able to kind of build around it yeah. and, and build something great from that was something that always fascinated me. And so I think that was sort of the reason why that I wanted to get into entrepreneurship. Interesting. And how many companies have you built so far? Yeah, I mean, it's... You started uh, early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing this for about, um, I'd say, 13, 14 years. How old are you now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you look pretty young. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> so young. Uh, right now I'm 32. 32. Okay, yeah, you yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, the biggest thing is... Um, yeah, I, I saw, I, I, there's always so many different solutions and, you know, it's interesting, like they say, you know, there's, there's, there's so many different solutions that can be built okay. and there's a lot of problems and, and, you know, as you can see, if you think, really, you think about 10 years ago, you know, we didn't really have iPhones, we didn't have, you know, um, these devices in front of us, right? So the world is so different from what it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, the internet was so different, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. If you really think about it, uh, Facebook... Instagram, Snapchat, all of these apps and all of these products really just 
you know, they really were, they weren't existent 10 years, you know, 10, 10 to 12 years ago, yeah. right? Uh, and so, you know, things are always changing and there's always things, always room to, to, to for improvement and always room to, to create new things. Mm, interesting. Uh, what does Winter do uh, now and uh, why did you choose Cincinnati for your startup? Absolutely. So Wintro is a sales platform, okay. and what we do is we help companies. Uh, we allow them to, to partner with other companies and allow their sales teams to partner with other sales teams to get warm introductions to customers. Okay. Uh, and so it's a, it's, a, it's a more efficient way to get in front of customers as opposed to cold calling, cold emailing, okay. leveraging other companies and, and sales teams, uh, networks and customers okay. to allow them to be able to get connected to, to some of those customers. That sounds complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so the biggest thing what we do is um, it, it, it's sort of allowing sales teams to collaborate with other sales teams. Oh, okay. Uh, so we see the future of sales moving towards collaboration as opposed to, you know, somebody doing cold outreach or somebody's selling cold to a customer. Customer, yeah. All right, so if you, 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 you ever get a phone call, it's just somebody random and saying, hey, um, I have this service for you. You know, you don't know anything about this person. You don't know, you don't know where they came from. So most likely you're not gonna buy, True. right? And what we do is we allow you to get somebody else, a third party or somebody that is already connected to that customer and say, hey, John, you know, I came across this product. I think you might be interested in it. You should take a look at it. Maybe I can set up a call with you and this other person. Hmm. So it's essentially connecting those dots and allowing somebody else to really bring that introduction in. That's really brilliant. So why did you choose Cincinnati? You haven't answered that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Cincinnati, I came here for uh, an accelerator, um, accelerator program called the Uptake Accelerator. Okay. And so they invested in our company and brought us out here. um, And essentially, they've been giving us a lot of resources in terms of, you know, connecting us with mentors, uh, customers, and um, other investors here. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, What challenges do you face as the owner of Wintro? You know, I think the biggest challenge, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different moving parts, okay. right? So when it comes to product, always iterating and improving the product. Uh, when it comes to, you know, sales and customers, always, you know, finding, uh, finding customers, getting in, in front of customers. So there's just a lot of moving parts. You know, I think that, that's sort of the thing. It's, it's a lot of moving parts, only, you know, a few hands and yeah. obviously limited resources. True. But, um, you know, I think, I think in terms of that, it's... Because I've been doing this a long time, I've, I've kind of identified like how to actually do this efficiently and uh-huh. be able to, um, you know, u- uh, utilize our resources in the best way. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what does Winter need to get onto the next level? Uh, more customers. <laughs> more, more revenue. More revenue. More revenue. Um, you know, uh, more resources. So. How do you think you're going to achieve that? How do you think you're going to get more customers? Sales. So sales. Sales. Yeah. sales um, Working through our networks, getting the introductions to customers, hmm. essentially the way we're... we're. Okay. Uh, why, why do some startups succeed and why do most fail? Why do you think it's... That's a good like question. That. Yeah, they say, I think, uh, 90% of startups uh, fail. Yeah. And um, probably more just because this company's probably never heard of. Uh, you know, I think, I think it goes back to the idea of solving a, a real problem. Okay. Right, you have. I think a lot of the times, you know, there are solutions that aren't really the best fit for a customer uh-huh. or a user. Um, so, I think that that is the core, um, and the solution may not be the best to solve that particular problem. Okay. Um, and then you know, obviously, there's other reasons that that happen. You know, whether it's resources, you know, not enough investment, not enough uh, experience, not enough talent. 
you know, maybe not in the right place. It's just a lot of other different reasons. Um, but I think the one that I see is it's just not really solving the true problem of the customers. Okay, yeah. so you're just saying they don't identify the root problems that the customer have. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think I think if 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 you're solving a problem for customers, you know, it's pretty easy to get revenue, get you know, uh, get sales, get revenue, and then get traction. Mm-hmm. You know, but and then also and that leads to investment in other resources in terms of bringing on uh, talent. So. Okay. Yeah. From the conversations that we've been having so far, I see your focus is on the customer. Absolutely. You don't focus on revenue, you focus on the customer, you don't focus on the investor. Your main target is the customer. How important is a customer to a business? As a, as a business owner, how important is a customer? Because sometimes as entrepreneurs, we're distracted by other things and we forget that the customer is the most important thing that we there in the first place because you know these customers wouldn't be there you know in the first place at all why do you think it's important as you were mentioning in our conversation you're like customer 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 kept kept on coming up why is it important for us to be customer driven to focus on the customer absolutely i mean that's that's the biggest thing right you know if you think about the customer um you know they're the ones that are going to be paying for your product or using your product um, or service whatever you're offering and then on top of that, um, you know, they're your biggest advocates. You know, they're, they're the ones that, you know, for them, they're so close to their problem that they can give you their insight, right? So they know, they know what their problems are. And a lot of times they know what the ideal solution is for them. So, you know, a lot of times we sit down with customers and they'll tell us, um, they'll give us ideas on how we can improve the product, things that we can add, features and things like that. And... Um, you know that that is the biggest thing you know it they are they are the biggest way for us to, to learn about the market learn about the customer uh-huh. they also bring in revenue <laughs> if we're solving a problem for them uh-huh. uh, but you know they also connect us with other customers right so if, if they're if they're finding the solution is helping them solve their problems they also say hey I can connect you with some of our, my, our, our colleagues or, or some other people that, that might be uh, useful as well at some point did you think it's dangerous to keep on listening to the customer though um, I think eventually you have to, you know, you have to be able to take in as much data as possible okay. and then filter through that data. Um, you know, so yeah, eventually you have to be able to decide what is the best um, solution or best way to kind of iterate on a solution. Uh, but, you know, I, I think you shouldn't stop listening to customers. <laughs> it's just, you know, I think you should take in as much data as possible. Before, okay. You know, take all that data, record that data, identify and just keep going back to that. Yeah. Because... You know, I find like I'll, I'll listen in on I'll listen to like some of my old sales calls yeah. or old meetings, and and I would say, wow, you know, I learned something new just from that that call from before. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think taking as much information as possible. I know, get you. Yeah. Makes sense. Did you grow up in Haiti or you Haitian, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm Haitian. Uh, yeah. I grew up in New York. In New York. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're born from Haitian parents. Yeah. Uh, which school did you go to? Uh, so so I went to a school in uh, uh, New York. Uh, um, in uh, Long Island oh, okay. and then I went to college in DC so I went to Howard University nice uh, and yeah I mean it's you know East Coast you know like growing up in, in New York uh, it's a lot of Caribbean African people yeah. and so it's very diverse and then going to, to DC uh, going to Howard uh, it's an HBCU so also very diverse where you have a lot of different people uh, from different different cultures 
And so, yeah, it's, it was really a good experience to kind of uh, see that and see just people from different backgrounds. Uh, being growing up around uh, those Afro-Caribbean people and Africans, I know they're really particular in people being employees. They don't really encourage us to be employers right. or entrepreneurs. So who inspired you in that environment? Uh, or did you just uh, you took it upon yourself? You know, I, I, I look at it a different way. I, I, for me, I, I see, I do see, uh, so when I go to Haiti, I see a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Exactly. A lot of people doing, um, you know, they may be selling just, you know, whether it's, um, you know, um, just crops that they, things that they're, they're growing or whether it's like food, you know, restaurants, bakeries, um, you know, people selling, cell, you know, appliances or cell phones and things like that. So I see very entrepreneurial um, um, communities. You know, my, my, my parents, my father was very entrepreneurial. So he started a few businesses. Um, and he still like still at to this day is like I talk to him on the phone. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this thing down in Haiti, yeah. And he has customers. He's working with the government down there. Nice. Yeah. And so I think I think a lot of it just growing up watching my father. You know, when he came to this country, you know, he didn't have like an American education. Okay. And so for him, he had to try to make his own way. Oh, and so I, I, I watched him build a lot of things um, to try to you know build build his own own own, own life. And so. I think I, I learned a lot from that, and then also just um, yeah, just 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 being able to see that I, I see that you know a lot of times the opportunities may not be out there for us, so we have to try to create those opportunities ourselves. I get you. Is it important you have mentors in our lives, like people that can you know inspire? Because growing up, my family wasn't very entrepreneur. Uh, I had to get on YouTube (laughs) but some other entrepreneurs that I'll be like oh okay this is the way that I want to go because my family was telling me to pursue a business degree and at the end just go and find a regular office job yeah so is it important to seek out mentors yeah it's interesting that's a good point so I I think you know a lot when when a lot of people come to this country they do stress you know going into engineering being a doctor lawyer right yeah um yeah that's interesting Uh, I mean Absolutely. I think if you want to be, if you definitely want to get into entrepreneurship, you definitely want to, you know, uh, definitely have mentors, talk with other entrepreneurs, get their insight on how they did, did what, they, what, they've, what they've done and what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and also reading books. So I read a lot of books, uh, tend to read two, two to three books every month. Mm. And, you know, I think there's a lot of information out there, you know, podcasts and then all, like podcasts like yours and then also um, you know, a lot of different podcasts that are out there, you know, so there are a lot of resources to really learn very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think if, if you're interested in it, I think definitely just, just seek some of that, that information out and, and read, read as many books as possible. Okay. Uh, what are your top three books so far? Sorry to put you on the spot. I think you It's probably more than three. So, okay. um, so the first book, I would say people should look into is called Lean Customer Development. Uh, they talk about really just how to approach talking to customers, not in terms of sales, but actually just learning how, like learning how to identify some of their problems and then also um, tailoring your solution towards some of those problems. So that's one of them. The other one, obviously, is Lean Startup. It's a good book that people sh- you know know about but should read. I read that book probably five, six times. Yeah. Um, there's a book by Jason Calacanis called Angel. Uh, so it's a really good book that kind of talks about just the mindset of an angel investor and, and some of the things that they look for. 
Uh, so you can kind of get a sort of inside peek as to, you know, how to, um, you know, talk to investors and understand what, what they want. Because investors really want ROI on their investment. And you have to know how does your business uh, help their portfolio and help their investment uh, criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book called Venture Deal. So if you, if you do start going that path of raising money, um, so it's by Brad Fell and uh, David Cohen. Uh, so it's a good book. Outside of those books, you know, a book that I, that really helped me is called Atomic Habits. Hmm. So that goes into um, how to build really good habits. You know, so as an entrepreneur, the biggest thing is like you're creating your own, basically your own sort of task and, and schedule, yeah. right? So uh, Atomic Habits really talks about um, being structured on your day your day to day tasks. Okay. Right, and so what I do, I track every single hour and make sure that every single thing that I'm doing, um, you know, I'm making sure that everything I'm doing, I'm tracking. Right. Yeah. And then at the end of the end of the day, I look at that and, and identify how productive that day was and the things that I've accomplished, and then start to plan out the next day. Mm. Right. So Atomic Habits, I think, was a really, uh, uh, really good book that I think can help entrepreneurs like on a day to day task. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lot of lot of good books out there. Um, do you only read business books uh, outside of business books? Like you know, like uh, do you read like fiction or just? Um, you know, I, I'm very focused on like things that are just you know I, I you know so <laughs> no I I really just only anything that that's 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 gonna be help that's gonna help me towards my goals. I, yeah. I, those... My goal is to try to encourage as many. Africans and Afro-Caribbean people to get into business as possible. How do we do that? Because I feel like this is an opportunity that we have. Because we always complain like they didn't hire me because of my skin color. They didn't do this because of my skin color. I feel like entrepreneurship is a time where, you know, it's not about skin color. If you have a brilliant idea, even if they don't like the way you look, people are going to invest because at the end of the day, they're worried about their ROI. That's the only thing that they're worried about. They don't care about how you look, how you talk. It's just the idea. So how do you get more Africans and Afro-Caribbeans interested in, in being business honest? How do we do that? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think the biggest thing is, um, I, I think I think the biggest thing is, you know, identifying some of the the, the leaders out there okay. um, and, and highlighting some of those leaders. Um, and you know, if we if ultimately if we we can identify those folks, then we can say, okay, we see somebody doing it. We can learn from them, um, learn from some of their mistakes, and learn some lessons from them as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think. We have to support support each other, right? And that, that ultimately comes down to it, whether it's you know making connections or just giving advice, um, you know, taking those meetings or just um, supporting someone's business, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I I do find that you know a lot of times we we do support, and so I I'm finding that, and so I can call a lot of folks in in in, in the diaspora and be able to get those meetings set up. Um, but the other side to it is making sure that what you're doing is of value, right? Yeah. So you have to figure out, you know, not only is this somebody that's, you know, that I can connect with, but what can I do to, um, to, to, to offer value to them? And then also, you know, and vice versa, what yeah. value can they offer to me? But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, just making those connections and, and just sharing, sharing knowledge, sharing advice, experiences, and, and connecting. And, and I think that kind of, inspires people to want to, to get into entrepreneurship or 
uh, wanting to, to learn about it as well. Interesting. Uh, what advice do you have for young Africans that want to start their own businesses? What advice do you have for them? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just, just look around, identify like some, some, some problems that, that you're facing, and yeah. then just learn about uh, other companies. So one thing that I do is I'll look at pitches from like other companies. So, I, you know, a lot of times you have like conferences that have a demo day or, you know, accelerators have demo days or, you know, you just have a lot of startups that are talking about solutions that they're working on. Okay. So learn about the new trends that are happening in, in, in whatever space that you're in. Um, just be on the cutting edge, right? So, you know, I knew about Bitcoin back in 2015. Mm. Or actually, 20, yeah, like 2015, 2016. And so, <laughs> you know, this was back when it was like, you know, less than a thousand dollars, right? And then it shot up to twenty thousand dollars. And you know, obviously, knew about like just like things like self-driving cars, you know, and and seeing like you know, companies building these robots, uh, because I was in Silicon Valley, right? But I also made sure that. I knew what was the, the new trends, the new cutting edge things. And I think as long as you, you know the new things that are happening in, in whatever space you're in yeah. and you're, uh, you're, ahead of, you know, you're ahead of time, you're ahead of the space, um, I think, I think you, you have a great advantage. But ultimately, just, just learning as much in terms of the problems that surround you, okay. identifying like some, some really good solutions that you can, you can solve in your communities oh, okay. or for your people. And then um, just getting out there, you know, just start, get started. Get started. Just, just whether, you know, you don't have to wait for investment, just, just go, go out and talk to people and just say, hey, are you willing to pay for, for this? You know, yeah. um, whether you have it or not, just say, are you willing to pay? Oh, okay. And a lot of times people say yes. A lot of times people say no, <laughs> but yeah. you might get one yes out of, 20, 30 no's. The problem that uh, people usually face is that they go to two people right. and pitch their idea to two right. people. Right. My, my, my philosophy is that, you know, uh, the higher the probability, you right. know, at the end of the day, somebody's going to say yes. So right. If I'm pitching something, I go to more than 10 people because right. I know right. out of those 10 people, probably one is going to say yes. They right. might say no. Right. That's not right. going to stop me because the more, the, the more quality, uh, quantity you have, Right. At the end of the day, probably something is gonna, someone is gonna say yes. So you need to more, to knock on as many doors as you can. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 a numbers game. It's right? a numbers game. And, yeah, and, that's that's the right tip. And yeah. you know what's interesting? I find that a lot of those no's aren't no's to you. It's just maybe it's just not a good time for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe they, maybe you just weren't explaining the solution properly. Yeah. Maybe they're just you know they may not be the right person. Right. I, they may not be the decision maker. So you know it's just. Making sure that you get get as many as much like you said, just as, as many uh, opportunities in front of you as possible. Yeah, and you eventually find the right opportunity. Interesting. Another thing, uh, social back to social capital. Yeah. When people try to start their own businesses, they usually start at a point where, it's where the capital thing. That's where they start. Where am I going to get the capital? Right, where am I right. going to get the funding from? Right. But what I've realized from most of the businesses that I tried, right. I've used other people's resources right. to do the business. Does that make sense? So if I'm going to do an event, right. I'm not going to look like oh, I need to, I need to pay for an event space. I don't have the the, the money to pay the, for the space. Right. What I'm going to do, I'm going to reach out to the event event space owners and say like this is the amount of people that I expect to come and right. you know this is I don't have anything to pay you this is the estimated amount that you can make out of that amount that you possibly can make right. this is the cut of the percentage that you're going to 
give to me. Right. That's how I look at things. So me instead of me sitting down and saying like, oh, I don't have money to pay for event space, I'm right. calling these different venues and asking them, can I come in and do this and do this and do that? And right. then I'll just get a percentage out of doing it. Right. So that's what I've realized. And with the other business too, like you just, you know, there's a lot of people that own like properties that they never use, that they don't use. Right. So if you present them with an opportunity to make money out of it, a lot of people are excited to make money. They're like, okay, right. I'm not using it anyway. You can have it. So what I've realized that a lot of entrepreneurs, they start uh, from a different a place where they say, where am I going to get the money? But right. most of the times, it's not about money. Right. It's just about talking to people with the right resources that can move you towards the right direction. Right. That's what I've realized. Right, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so many ways to get the right, like get those resources um, yeah. in. And so, you know, and, and, and that's the biggest thing is like, if you just, just like you said, just knock on some doors and, and, and really talk to, to people, yeah. you, you'd be surprised that you know, you'll get some of those resources. Uh, That's your name. Place, you yeah. Know. And uh, the other thing, uh, you're talking about sponsorship for yeah. podcasts. Is there another way to make money outside of sponsorship through, uh, when you're podcasting? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there, yeah, obviously subscriptions could be one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, connections. You know, I think, yeah. I think, I think if there's ways for you to just, and you know, ways to, for you to build connections. Yeah. That's 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 the way you can build your network. Which you know they say if you your network is your net worth. Yeah. Right. So if you you build your network, uh, that can really, it may not be directly right, but eventually it, it grows that opportunity for you know opportunities in the future. Yeah. And you know what's interesting in the future, I want to start my businesses in yeah. Southern Africa. Yeah. Now I know all these uh, Southern African CEOs and founders that have been coming to my podcast. Guess right. what? I'm going to take them out for coffee and right, <laughs> take them out right, for lunch. Right, and right, then right. ask like, oh, what do you think of oh, this and that? What right, do you think right. of that? So now I'm getting that free information that I cannot get because all the time I've been in the, in the USA. So I have right. no idea what the markets are and you know, what's really going on. Right. But these people that are running companies on a daily basis, they have the, the bigger picture of what's really going on on the ground. Now I'm getting that free information through just creating a podcast right right exactly i mean that you know information is like it, there's times where i would talk to customers and i'm like i the things that they've just told me is so much more valuable than them writing me a check, check yeah right and so um you know i think that's that, you know knowledge you know that sharing that information is so important you know and, and i think you know being able to use that and say oh wow you know i can use this in this area uh, it, it's so important. Yeah, so. interesting. So people that want to reach uh, reach out to you and talk to you, how do they get hold of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they can email me directly. Uh, so my email is obed at wintro.io. Uh, other than that, you can follow me on, you know, uh, or find me on social media, uh, Obed Eugene. So O-B-E-D-E-U-G-E-N-E. And yeah, just uh, feel free to reach out. You know, I'm always always up for you know sharing knowledge sharing information and, and just connecting with folks thank you man i appreciate yeah. you doing this with me today i know you're busy you'll probably be making some money right now but oh, enjoy yeah. to spend your time with me i appreciate it absolutely all right all right thank you thank you all right. hi this is todd tomondo I understand that entrepreneurship can be difficult and stressful sometimes. I decided to make it less stressful and less complicated by creating different courses that can help you succeed in business. In the courses, we discuss topics such as raising money for your first business, finding mentors, how to overcome rejection in business, 
how to use social media to find business partners and customers and other people that can help your business. We discuss a lot of important entrepreneurship topics. The link to the courses is available in each and every podcast description. I hope my courses will be helpful and good luck in all your business endeavors. Thank you.